Nothing you hear in this program constitutes investment advice. It is an expression of opinion only. This is Frisbees, Bulls and Bears. Talking money and markets, what's happening and why. We talk to the experts, the traders, the investors and the companies they're investing in. You're listening to Frisbees, Bulls and Bears with Dominic Frisbee. Hello and welcome to Frisbee's Bulls and Bears with me, Dominic Frisbee. A reminder that you can subscribe to the show by clicking on the subscribe by email button on the left-hand side of your screen. And then every time we upload a new show, you will be notified in your email inbox. That's the only email you re- you'll receive. Um, shows are not updated on a regular basis, so it's a good way of staying in touch with the show. Now, today's programme, Andover Ventures, ticker symbol AOX, trades on the Toronto Venture Exchange. It's a very interesting company with many strings to its bow. It's a precious and base metal exploration and development company. They have a a gold mine in Utah that should be going back into production early next year. They have a silver base metal deposit also with near-term production potential and a large land package around these mines, which Rio Tinto are now funding the exploration of. Their boss is Gordon Blankstein, and he's on the phone to me now, all the way from Vancouver. Gordon, hello, how are you doing? Uh, I'm great, Dominic, and thank you for having me on your show. It is my pleasure. So why don't we start? You, you've uh, had a good month, Andover's had a good month. Why don't you start by telling us a bit of, give us a quick overview of the company. Well, that's uh, that's great. You know, Dominic, companies are, are run by people. And, uh, you know, we have a very, very talented group of people here uh, in the Andover family, uh, people that have built large corporations in the past uh, that are capable of doing it again in the future. Uh, my family has significant stake in this company. We have invested over $15 million ourselves, uh, and our average cost is slightly higher than the market price today. Okay, what, what percentage of the company does management own? Uh, we, would, we would own, as a group, including all our directors, approximately 50%. That's very... You're going to act in the best interests of shareholders then, presumably. You know, our best interest is definitely aligned with the interest of the shareholders. Um, and what, what we've tried to do is, is uh, when we started this company, we were looking for very safe, uh, politically safe jurisdictions, uh, I'm a 60-year-old man. I've been a successful businessman. I don't need to be in a developing country and having somebody shoot at me. So we've made the conscious decision to do our operations in the United States, and then we tried to pick two very mining-friendly states, and we're in Alaska and the state of Utah. Um, And as many of your uh, listeners probably know, the state of Utah hosts uh, the largest open pit mine in the world, which is uh, run by Rio Tinto. So that's that's what we looked for. It presumably, that's a, that's a copper mine, is it? Uh, yes, it is. It, it's actually produced in its its lifetime about eighteen point seven um, million pounds of copper, and it produces about twenty five percent of U.S. copper annually, twenty three percent of U.S. moly, ten percent of its silver, and seven percent of its gold, all out of one mine. Wow. Uh, now, obviously, the reason that's important is they are hoping that uh, we have a porphyry copper system in the middle of our project in Utah. And uh, so you're right next case, to them. You're right next to that mine, are you? We're 40 miles away. 
And we have a very large land holding. We own both the surface and underground rights. And it's a company that's held this land since the 1870s that uh, we were able to acquire. It had a a major uh, fine from the Environmental Protection Agency uh, for damage done in the town of Eureka back in the 1800s. And we have subsequently settled all of the issues with the EPA. Uh, The $60 million fine has gone away. And uh, we're now in a position to move the company forward. So there's kind of a three-prong approach there. One is a joint venture with Rio Tinto where we get a 45% carried interest all the way through to bankable feasibility study, and that's on this porphyry copper system. And then we've retained outside of that uh, the the 23 old producing mines that are also in the district. And a couple of those are are pretty exciting for us because uh, one of them, the Trixie, we plan on putting into production next year. Can I I just interrupt uh, you, Gordon, very quickly? Just to summarize it, you you just said 23 old producing mines uh, that you, you, you have ownership of. That's correct. That's what was in this district. And, and, district and what are these, produced, like, tiny tiny little, uh, what do you call them, artisanal mines, or are they no, they were No, they were, uh, they were um, there's, there's a couple different kinds. The gold mines have produced 2.3 million ounces of gold on this district uh, historically, and then the silver lead zinc mines have produced over 2.2 billion pounds of lead and about 250 million uh, pounds of copper and about 250 million ounces of silver. So this has been a very prolific district, uh, all owned by the same company, literally for the for the past uh, 120 some years. And so they had an outstanding damages liability, which has now been settled. That's correct. That's how we were able to acquire this. We we paid uh, we we acquired the outstanding liability, which was 60 million dollars, and assumed that responsibility. Uh, and then we paid $7.7 million on top of that in terms of cash. And uh, subsequently, we have spent two and a half years working with the Environmental Protection Agency and providing topsoil and limestone and, and, and workspace to get the area cleaned up, which was about 100 acres of the 16,000 in the town of Eureka. And we managed through the courts at the end of May to have approval of our proposal, and it is now law. We're we pay the EPA $225,000 a year for five years, and that $60 million fine is gone. Well, are there any more outstanding payments that you have to make on this, or the whole thing is, is complete now? No, that we're, we're, in, we're in a position now that uh, we've, we've settled with the uh, company that sold it to us. Uh, we've settled with the EPA, and now we're moving forward. And our, our first process will be to put the Trixie mine back into production. We have a bonded and permitted mill. And uh, this little gold mine was, was uh, producing 0.72 ounces of gold per ton recovered uh, when this fine appeared and, and the company shut the mine down, uh, basically because all the directors disappeared. So we plan on the spring of getting that back into production, and that'll, that'll start to create some very nice cash flow for the company. And, and what, um, what, how much is that going to cost you to put it back into production? Uh, probably about a million dollars is our estimate at this time. The mill is in very good shape. We've, we've actually spent our time and effort uh, replumbing and, and rewiring, and we think it's just a matter of turning the switch now and we're ready to go with the mill. Okay, uh, presumably there's stockpiles of ore and everything already sitting there. There is there is stockpile on surface right now. There's about 4,500 ounces of gold stockpiled on surface that we could run through fairly quickly as we uh, start preparing the underground work again. So. Uh, yes, it's a it's a pretty simple task to put this back in. It was producing in 2002. And what's your targeted uh, production level? We will we'll run the plant at about 200 tons a day. Uh, we could go up to 250 a day, but we'll run at a couple hundred tons a day. And 
and uh, hopefully we'll be in the 10,000 plus ounce per year producer, and it could ramp from there, but uh, we're going to take it slow to start and then, uh, and then start to grow it. Now, they were producing gold at about $123 an ounce all in uh, back in 2002, so it's going to be quite a profitable mine. It doesn't have to have huge production to be profitable because the grades are very good. And once that's working, what do you do? You, you look towards your Berg mine. Yes, our Bergen, our Bergen complex is a really interesting Bergen, one. These are limestone me. replacement deposits, uh, but very high grade. Um, uh, there was a feasibility study done on one of them, which was a million and a half tons, so low tonnage, but 16-ounce silver and 26% lead zinc. And that was done by Mine Development Associates. And there's a number of other known deposits within the complex, so we'll start to do work uh, to move that forward towards production. Uh, part of the issue there is there's water, and we're in the process of working with the district and a geothermal company uh, to both take power out of the out of the temperature in the water, and then to be able to make potable water for sale. So all of that will come together under the feasibility study that'll move that complex forward. Okay, and you're waiting presumably to have cash flow on Trixie before you start working on Bergen. That that's correct. Uh, we did we did put some holes into the Bergen uh, because the 105 drill holes were drilled historically, and to get a new NI43101 compliant resource calculation, we needed to do that, and we did that uh, at the start of 2010. So now we're in a process to move that forward. So we expect to get a new report out here in the next three or four months that'll start to define this resource from a, from a compliance standpoint. So what is your current cash position and uh, w- what other funds are you going to need to raise? Yeah, we are, we're sitting on probably about a million dollars at this point in time. The last uh, financing we did was to increase our holding in the, in the chief consulting mining company up to just under 80%. And uh, the principals took down uh, half of that financing. It was $3.8 million. Uh, and I should mention it was done at a 10% premium to market, and there was no warrants with the financing. Wow, very good. Um, so we also have a, uh, within this complex a, a uh, limestone mountain and limestone quarry, and we had given that to the EPA to use during the reclamation process, and that is now in the process of being transferred back to us. So, again, it's low-hanging fruit. It's very easy to make money out of a limestone quarry, and uh, the demand is there both from the cement industry as well as uh, for the crushed agricultural limestone. So we plan on moving that forward as well in the new year. You've, you've basically been through a lot and are now coming out of the other side. Yeah, we've spent two and a half years really trying to clean this up, but the only way we were able to purchase it for the actual cash payments of $7.7 million um, was to have these warts on the project. Um, the land value alone, we own the surface and underground rights, and the 16,000 acres that we own is worth more than the market cap of the company. Uh, to replace that mill in the condition, it only operated for five months after it was totally rebuilt. And the cyanide circuits didn't even get commissioned during that short period of time. So the equipment is brand new. Uh, We couldn't replace those things for the market cap today. Okay. I should say, by the way, that uh, you're trading at about 35 cents at the moment. And uh, on the basis of 35 cents, your market cap's roughly $25 million, isn't it? That's correct. Yes, Canadian dollars. Uh, okay, yeah, um, which will soon be worth more than U.S. dollars, no doubt. Yes, it, it is no longer <laughs> being referred to as the peso of the north. <laughs> now, let's um, quickly tell us about your Alaskan project. Now, Alaska's a really exciting district. Um, there's three players in the district. Um, Nova Gold, which has the largest of the deposits, Tech Kaminko, which has the smallest of the deposits, and ourselves, 
Um, we have a large land holding. It's about uh, uh, just under 18,000 acres. And this district was discovered in the 1970s uh, by a company called Sunshine Mining, and it caused a massive staking rush by all the big boys. There was Miranda, Kamenko, Kennecott, um, Anaconda, who had our property, uh, Bear Creek, uh, and, and a couple others. So very, very large corporations in there. We were able to acquire this for $13 million uh, before the copper market started to move, so back when copper was still in the uh, $0.60 cent range. Um, Anaconda did a pre-feasibility study on the deposit. It's called the Sun, and they estimated just over 20 million tons of, of material, averaging 2.4 ounces of silver uh, per ton, 1.93% copper, about 1.2% lead, 4.5% zinc. And they didn't assay for gold, and we have in the program we ran a year ago, and, and uh, it runs kind of 0.1 to 1 gram of gold. So. Uh, in the ground today, we have over $6 billion worth of ore. Now, the district doesn't have access at this point in time. Uh, there's no transportation corridor into the northwest of Alaska, but the state is currently studying access to this area uh, and to be able to connect the native villages from Nome right back over into Fairbanks. So that will open up this corridor. Um, but when you're attached on to the largest undeveloped uh, volcanic massive sulfide deposit in the world, which is Nova Gold's, and yours is considered in the top 10 by Metal Economics Group, um, this district will get developed over time. So it's a huge asset for the company. So uh, what are you going to do? Are you just going to sit on it for now? You know, Dominic, we have a new report that we've commissioned that will come out to uh, re-represent the last 20-hole program we did. And I can tell you we hit on 19 of the 20 holes, and we were drilling on 150-meter spacing. So this deposit is open on strike both ways. It's also open at depth. So we think that we have a significantly larger deposit than what Anaconda initially looked at. Um, so we will probably do a little bit of work on an annual basis just to kind of keep extending the, the outer boundaries of the deposit. I see. I see. All right. Well, I mean, I, I, I should say in the interests of disclosure, I'm a shareholder in, uh, in Andover, and um, I, I see a lot of potential for this company why don't you give us um, give us some blue sky? Why, why should we buy Andover ahead of any other company? Well, I think there's two or three things. I mean, obviously, uh, any investment starts with management, and when you're giving management your money, you better be able to trust them. Uh, our family has built a number of multi-billion dollar companies, and we have sold them successfully, and that's our business model here, uh, to build this, to get shareholder value, and then to pass it on to the next uh, uh, larger corporation. Um, secondly, we have a lot of skin in the game. We have a lot of money in this company, so it definitely has our focus. Um, thirdly, we're not uh, traditional explorers hoping to find something. We already have resources here, and it's just now up to us to unlock the value. And the other thing that's really important is these resources are valuable in the sense that on a per-ton basis, the metal uh, contained is high-grade, which means there's a high dollar value per ton. And as you know, in any industry, it's possible to make lots of mistakes. Um, it's very difficult when you're playing with 20 or 30 or $40 rock to make a bunch of mistakes. But when you're playing with four, five, six, seven, eight hundred dollar rock, you can make mistakes and still make a lot of money. Um, and then the wild card is we have a major working on our ground as we speak. 
and uh, that is always the blue sky, and I think there's tremendous uh, upside potential there. So you're talking about a company with about $10 billion of contained metal in the ground today at historic uh, pre-fees or feasibility study levels, and I think that as we uh, move this forward, we certainly should be able to unlock the value for shareholders. Well, good stuff. The website, if you want to find out more about the company, is andoverventures.com. Uh, as I said, it trades on the vent. Uh, on the Toronto Venture Exchange under the ticker symbol AOX. The boss is Gordon Blankstein. Gordon, is there anything we haven't covered? I think, I think we've summarized it pretty well in the time available. Yeah, I think we have, Dominic. Uh, I, I just say that any shareholders are always free to phone the office. We are always anxious to talk to our investors, and uh, we look forward to having them get on board with us in building this asset. All right. Well, Gordon, thank you very much. And uh, I would invite you back on the show next spring, perhaps when you uh, when you move into production or just uh, when just as uh, the mill is properly turning and, and you can give us an update. That would be exciting. Thank you very much. All right. Gordon Blankstein, thank you very much. Frisbee's Bulls and Bears is presented and produced by Dominic Frisbee. To discuss the markets and have your say, why not visit our forum at globaledgeinvestors.com. That's globaledgeinvestors.com. To join our mailing list so you can be updated as soon as a new show is posted, please email info at dominicfrisbee.net or simply subscribe through iTunes. 